Hello, and welcome to episode two of Capes and Junk. I am your host, John Lucero. Joining me is my co-host, who is being horribly transformed into a blue <laughs> alien thing, Michael Hughes. Michael, tell me how that's going. I'm, I'm apparently taking it pretty well. <laughs> I, feel, I feel fun. Perfect. I'm great improv. <laughs> yep. Great. Uh, good opening, John. Good job. All right, there we go. So, if you didn't get that hint, uh, and also didn't listen to the previous episode where I told you, where we told you what this was going to be about, or read the episode title, this is we're talking Blue Beetle in our first character spotlight. Michael, why did we pick Blue Beetle for this spotlight? Uh, I get the feeling that he's uh, he's becoming more of a household name with his very own live action movie set to release next month. This month, yeah. uh, August. August so, next month. So, uh, Recorded in July. Yeah, this will be about a. It'll come out about a month after you're hearing this. But I think. I think it's around August 18th or something like that. Um. So yeah, keep an eye out for that movie because it seems promising. Um. But to get you ready for that movie, we're here. But before we can get you ready, we need to get ready and figure out who we are for this episode. <laughs> Michael, who are you today? I am Tiny Sphinx, all the powers of a Sphinx, but tiny. <laughs> and I, in a very good team-up thing, am the largest eagle man. So I, am, I have all the powers of an eagle man, but also I'm the largest one. So with our mystic and eagle powers combined, I'm kind of like Hawkman, but an eagle. You know, so like cooler, I would say. Like how you get yeah. the the clarification that you are the largest eagle man, yes, implying yes. there are other eagle men out there, but you there are, are the largest. There are others, but I am sizable. I am by far the biggest, and uh, that is what that intimidates my foes. But like they're like they've seen eagle men before this, but not not this big. So it's like it's like when you're playing an RPG and you're like you're doing like uh you fight normal enemies and then there's like a like a optional like boss fight sort of enemy that's just a bigger version of that guy. <laughs> so yeah. I'm a Costello here thing with the yeah. with the big guy and the little guy. Yeah, yeah, we we have a we have our own fastball special. Um surprisingly the Sphinx the Sphinx throws me. So, <laughs> yeah. So Good All stuff. right. Now that we've done the important stuff, we can move on to the boring stuff, which is uh, the, the actual episode. And, uh, again, we're talking Blue Beetle. Michael, right, wait. I want to okay. propose right off the bat. John, if you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you've got this narrowed down to a yes or no question for some reason. Is Blue Beetle older than World War II? What is your answer? My answer, yeah. Michael, is... Ooh, looking at the month. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, before yeah. we had done this research, would yes. you have guessed? I would have said no before we had done this research. 1939. Uh, yep, he is old as dirt. <laughs> he is the, this character has been around for, uh, we're going on, what, 80 years? Uh, over 80 years? Something like that? Uh, Number, numbers are hard. Yeah. So I think just uh, like 84-ish years, it looks like. Uh, Blue Beetle first appeared in Mystery Man Comics number one, August 1939. Authored by Charles Nicholas Wachkowski. Was a, Charles Nicholas Wachkowski was a pseudonym 
for three writers at Fox Comics, the publisher of Mystery Man Comics number one. Charles Nicholas was one. Chuck Quidera, Quid, Quid, uh, Quidera uh, was number two. It was this other who uh, not I couldn't really find anything super notable for him. Uh, but the third one was Jack Kirby. I don't know if you're familiar with Jack Kirby, uh, Michael. I've, I've heard that name before. Uh, Jack Kirby is one of the most prolific writers in uh, comics history. Uh, he worked at Marvel. He worked at Marvel. He is uh, con- considered a co-creator of Fantastic Four, The Hulk, Ant Man, Thor, Iron Man, The Avengers, The X Men, The Silver Surfer, and The Black Panther, among many others. In the DC, he wrote The New Gods, which is something we will get to eventually, um, and they're still uh, relevant today. So, yeah, that's just a that's a fun fact that uh, this Jack Kirby was there at the same time as Blue Beetle was getting published. Wild. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of my fun, f- favorite little things I learned while doing this. Uh, Blue Beetle transferred ownership three times. To- has transferred ownership three other times after after originally being published by Fox Comics. The other there is Holyoke Publishing and Charlton Comics uh, until finally DC bought the property in 1983. So it was around for several se- several decades before uh, DC even got a hold of it, um, and they own, but they do own it to to this day. <clears throat> there are three three Blue Beetles, uh, Michael. Yeah, that's uh, something else I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. A, that the DC didn't originally create the character, and B, that there are more than just Jaime Reyes. Yes. Uh, and uh, just in time-wise, uh, Jaime obviously has been around the least amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the original was Dan Garrett, uh, who ran through volumes one through four from 1939 to 1966. So th- four separate runs of, of Blue Beetle, we had Dan Garrett. Uh, the first time he had a T, it was Dan Garrett with one T at the end, and that was when he was a rookie police officer with a bulletproof suit powered by a special vitamin that made him the Blue Beetle. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, like on the initial cover of Blue Beetle, it or yeah, uh, looks like Blue Beetle number four according to this Wikipedia page. Uh, it advertises you can get a free bottle of Cuba, the big drink, whatever that is. So Cuba. That's cool. Cuba. What do you think Cuba tastes like? <laughs> Sounds like like maybe a cough medicine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sore throat? <laughs> Try Cuba. Cool. Um, so, but Dan Garrett, he gained a T in his last name in 1964 when he became a university archaeology professor powered by a sacred scarab he found in an Egyptian tomb. So, and again, his... That, his that was two years before the end of his run as Blue Beetle. So most of the time he was powered by a vitamin. <laughs> um, <laughs> and had nothing to do with the scare, which is um, important in Blue Beetle today. He was killed by Jarvis Cord, who is the uncle of the second Blue Beetle, Michael. Okay. Yep. Didn't twist. take his vitamin that day, apparently. He <laughs> did not. He left his scare at home. Uh, and when he was killed, he was... He, who else would replace him but his trusty university assistant, Ted Cord? Again, nephew of Jarvis Cord, the man who murdered him. Wild. Ted Cord was, has, was Blue Beetle for volumes five through six from 1967 until 1988. Uh, again, student of Dan Garrett. 
no powers. He was rejected by the scarab that Dan, that, uh, that Dan Garen had. He, which he uh, he used he he trained his body to peak physical peak 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 physical condition, and he had gadgets. What do you think his his vehicle was named, Michael? Uh, Scaramobile. Bug. <laughs> just bug? Is it just an acronym? Bug. Nope, just bug. Okay. So he, at this point, oh, yeah, does DC ahead. own the character? Because I see that Ted Cord was first appeared in Captain Adam. Yes, he did first appear in Captain Adam. I did not write down his full appearances, but he... His original run, which I did not... Uh, it was only a couple of years, I want to say. Um, he ended up fighting basically the ghost of Dan... Uh, the evil doppelganger of Dan Garrett. Uh, and also Dan Garrett came back to life and I believe became the Blue, Be- Blue Beetle again. Or they both became Blue Beetle. Uh, One T or two T's? Uh, two T's. Two T's. Okay. <laughs> Gotta keep track. Uh, yes, yes. The two T's, Dan Garrett. Uh, he, so, and then that comic just stopped. Uh, so, and it has never been referenced again. Uh, so it, it is not, there is no continuity where Ted, uh, in the current Blue Beetle continuity, which is, uh, they, DC has absorbed all, most of this into their, into their timeline. Um, uh, where Ted Gord fights evil Dan Garrett, the, the corpse or something of evil, the evil Dan Garrett, um, oh. with two P's. Speaking of corpses, <laughs> I, I see that Ted Cords has a team affiliation that is notable that he is a member of the Black Lantern Corps at some point. So that'll yeah, be he, fun to discover. Yeah, yeah he uh, Ted Cord doesn't have a happy ending, Michael. Uh, so so uh, other, he's, he owns Cord Omniversal, which is rival Star Labs in the in the R and D field. Um, he's a billionaire. Uh, he is best friends with Booster Gold, which is a big part of, of Blue Beetle. I've learned, uh, and Booster Gold is on the is on a character spotlight list. <laughs> yeah, look at uh, that. Yeah, so I didn't. I I've heard that the Blue and Gold uh, series, recent series, was good. Did not read it. Uh, I have not read it. Might might get to it eventually. Uh, but that has solid ten, name. Yeah, Blue and Gold. Yeah, they uh, they have. Uh, I believe that's that's Ted Cord as Blue Beetle again in that in that storyline. Um, nice. uh, he's a Justice League member uh, of Justice League International specifically is, uh, was his initial one and then Justice League of America and then I think just, just back to Justice League when they were doing those runs and uh, in Countdown to Infinite Crisis which I think is 05 uh, which is a one shot comic leading into Infinite Crisis um, he's killed by Maxwell Lord for not siding with him um, he's shot sure. in the head <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I know. Rough. Uh and that is when we get to our current Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes, who has been Blue Beetle for volume seven through nine, running from 06 until 2018 was the most recent run of Blue Beetle. Uh so technically it's still 06 to now, but there has been no run of uh since then. There's a big gap between Ted Cord and Jaime, too. Jeez. Yes, yes. Uh, He, uh, so this is probably the big, this is the biggest shift in Blue Beetle uh, in his history. Uh, Jaime is, he's a teenager, which is a a big difference already. Not not an adult man like the other two. 
uh, and he's powered by alien technology, the Scarab. Um, and this this uh this alien technology allows him to be uh, gain a. He's basically like, he's kind of like Ben Ten. <laughs> so, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, yeah. do I yeah. point out that he kind of yeah. sounds like Ben Ten? Or um, yeah. nah, just let that go. I love that you did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and that. Okay, so so he doesn't trans. He, he's not really like Ben Ten. He doesn't transform into different aliens, but he does have this alien technology that lets him get powers, and he gets a suit, and uh, he's a teenage kid. Um, there, it does feel at times similar to Ben Ten, though, in the vibes. Huh. Um, We're gonna have to do something on Ben yeah. Ten someday. Yeah, probably. I love racing Ben Ten. <laughs> uh, this uh, this the Scarab comes from an alien race, evil alien race known of Marauders, known as the Reach, and uh, it is sent to Earth to. Um, bond with someone and become an infiltrator to um, set up the planet for attack. But the Scarab is damaged, and instead of uh, t- um, taking over the body, they he creates a symbiotic relationship with Jaime. He's going to say, this, uh, this also yeah. sounds like another another yes. comic book character. It sounds like the Venom symbiote. Yes. Uh, and uh, so yeah, so he gets, he gets that. Uh, and the Jaime debuted during Infinite Crisis. Uh, where he is whisked away to to help fight the the big bads in that uh, is it brother I I don't remember um, uh, and it's a year of his life uh, and he, once he get, and when he gets back is when his first his official his first run uh, in his volume seven Beetle volume seven uh, that run officially starts immediately afterwards um, where he's been gone from his from his home for a year, and he but he did not realize he was gone for that long. He lost his like time was bent in his mind while he was gone. Uh, he's also a member of the Teen Titans, so nice. yeah, I like them. Yeah, who who doesn't love the Teen Titans? Uh, Whoever so, made that live action show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yes, you're right. It's a, uh, oh man, that show. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's kind of like the history of Blue Beetle, Michael. Uh, the he it's pretty uh, extensive. I think what I found in my um research is that a lot um, there were not a lot of extended runs of Blue Beetle in terms of like like amount of issues that that, that were that were published. Mm-hmm. It feels like the character, um. Uh, like the 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 volume seven run, the one that I'm going to talk about in a bit, that I actually did, did read twelve issues of. Um, it uh, it was canceled just due to poor sa- uh, poor sales. Uh, DC actually expected it to, to do much better than it did. Uh, huh. Yeah, it seems like Blue Beetle has just like it's been like a ship lost at sea. You know, it's like this property that no one is that uh, no one knows what to do with. Like, uh, which is strange. I feel like there's a lot of, like, especially with the new setup. I think there's a lot of promise, and I feel like if, if you can get like a, a bigger named writer on there, I feel like you get some really good Blue Beetle stuff. But it just seems yeah. like they're, yeah, like it's a ship without a rudder. Um, yeah. Well, I imagine they've probably got something cook into uh, to release alongside the movie. So maybe this will be the the big push that he, yeah, they, I, they expect. Yeah. If the movie does well, I do expect. Um, him to get him to finally get like a, a definitive run. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, I read uh, the first twelve issues of Keith Giffen's uh, Blue Beetle run. Uh, he wrote, he only wrote the first ten issues, I believe, and then left. 
and from what I could tell in the trailer, it seems that seems to be basically what they're pulling from uh, for the movie. Nice. So, so if you are uh, wanting to uh, be caught up on Blue Beetle before the movie, that's uh, definitely the one you want to go with. Uh, now, in terms of quality, it's okay. Uh, I think. I found the uh, the art to be a little on the weaker side. Uh, not nothing like is there are some there are some some panels that were pretty rough, but it's still overall it, it, it like it's passable. Uh, nothing that like nothing knocked me on my on my ass or anything like that. Nothing like like oh man what a what a what a, what a, what a shot what what a what color what a it's like it's pretty. Um, muted overall i feel like for for a storyline that's more that's pretty cosmic um and also the new gods uh get involved which is fun which is uh they are again they show up um peacemaker is his mentor uh fun fact in uh in this run uh which is really weird (laughs) it's uh it's especially because uh i I did love peacemaker last year one of my favorite shows of last year um it's just weird him being a mentor character, uh, and he's basically—I mean—he's kind of like DC's Punisher. I'm trying to think of who actually who really is DC's Punisher. I feel like that's a bigger name than I've ever. Deathstroke. I mean, he's more on the villain side than the the antihero. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's 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 pretty good. Um. The, the trailer i do think the trailer really the movie seems to be really capturing uh that which is which is awesome I'm cu- one thing i am curious about is there's some serious body horror stuff in, in this blue beetle run like so because so, so the scarab it doesn't just like get on him and like turn him into a suit it it melds to his spine like it cro- it goes into his back and melds to his spine is how it were and uh <laughs> so you can't just take it off wow uh, yeah it's uh so it's like part of him and also when it when it like uh, makes a suit on him, like it, it looks painful when he like he, and Jaime even like gets asked and he's like he, he gets used, you get used to it after a while because it's like it's like transforming back and forth is actually painful for him. Uh, yeah, so there's like, yeah, it's it's kind of rough. Uh, yeah, I'm it's gonna guess they don't touch on that in the new movie. I am curious whether they're gonna have have that at all in the new movie or not. There, the scene where he gets the there they do have the scene where he gets the scarab in the in the trailer uh they don't necessarily they cut away before they could possibly have that part where it, it does that so we'll see we'll see um yeah uh what what what, what any uh, any of those facts really uh really really fun for you michael that i that i brought up uh jack kirby being around at the same time it's kind of cool i also see that steve ditko created ted cord which is another big name in comics yes yes uh, that's it it's kind of surprising that he's got this like big history, but it doesn't really go anywhere. The character, yeah, it's, and like he's like I said, he's had so many different like origins and powers. Like I feel like he like they haven't really settled on who what Blue Beetle is. Like Ted, like Ted Cord probably is the most um, uh, accomplished of all the Blue Beetles. I would say in terms of just like uh, uh, storylines involved in. But he and he didn't have any powers, but now they have one that's powered by aliens. So, yeah, I 
it's an he's an it's an interesting character. I do hope they do something. They really do, finally do something with him that's um, worthwhile. Uh, his, his his villains, nothing really stood out uh, villain wise. Like his uh, <clears throat> he has like an his uh, is it his aunt or his um, girlfriend's aunt is uh, the um, the head of a crime syndicate, La Dama. Uh, in his town that's kind of like that's a big part of it and then like the reacher enemies but it's like i think i think there's a black beetle that's his uh his nemesis <laughs> yeah watch out for uh blue beetles extended family they all seem to be into into some shady stuff yeah yeah so yeah that's kind of that's kind of blue beetle in a nutshell michael if i is there anything? I, is there anything you are curious to read now that I've mentioned? Now that I've given you all that information? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> like it's all kind of it's all kind of middling there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Unfortunately, it is all kind of middling. Um, it's yeah, not I bad. Have not, yeah, which it is just, yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know. I think if it was bad, it might be more worth talking about and being just kind of meh. Yeah, he's he's in some, he's in a couple of the animated movies um, and shows. Um, never never really gets a big spotlight. Oh, he is in um, Smallville. He has an episode he's in where he looks like a Beetleborg. So that's fun. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's got Jaime Reyes and Ted Cord in that episode. Yes, yes. Uh, there is a run of Blue Beetle. I think after this initial one, uh, where Jaime is uh, Ted Cord is alive. And I think he is mentored by both by both uh, Ted Cord and Dan Garrett. I think, um, and that one didn't. That one ended after only a handful <laughs> of issues. Uh, after only so many issues, I think might have like eighteen issues. Actually, oh, that might have been actually the Rebirth. Uh, had eighteen issues. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, oh, in the in the run, I did read uh, Dan Garrett's. Daughter or granddaughter? Uh, Danielle Garrett um, is in, introduced, and she is she believes the scarab is her birthright, but um, she's uh, letting Jaime keep it on account of it's attached to his spine. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. The yeah. extent of my Blue Beetle experience is the first episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold that features him. Voiced by Will Friedel, who we better know better as uh, Terry McGinnis from Batman Beyond. A great show. Oh, a fantastic show. Yeah. And he's in, he's a playable character in Injustice 2. And that's the, the end of my experience. <laughs> he's, he looks good in Injustice 2. Like the suit looks he good. does. Yeah. Everyone looks good in that game. Yeah, that game's great. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess. Uh, that's Blue Beetle, everyone. I hope uh, I hope we, we interested you in it, yeah. <laughs> or not. I yeah. hope the movie's good. Yeah, we do. I I have high hopes for the movie. I hope I'm not like setting myself up for disappointment. Um, I I'm gonna try and keep them temp. I'm gonna try and temper them, but uh, yeah. it does it does seem promising. Yeah, it, uh, it looks fun. All right, Michael, what are we uh, talking about next episode? Uh, we are going to check out. I uh, close the tab. Excellent. Professionals, we are new to yeah. this. We are damn good at what we do. <laughs> we are going to be talking about Grand Lantern, 
<laughs> Grant Lee turned. <laughs> Let me take that one over. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Green Lantern Rebirth, number one through six. Yep, that is Jeff. That is the beginning of Jeff John's Green Lantern run. If you listen to our um, episode zero, uh, you'll know that I'm a big fan of that run. And uh, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to um, talking about that. Uh, it's pretty, six issues is no, uh, no, no trouble at all to read. So hopefully, uh, if you're listening to the next episode, you'll uh, have have read it ahead of time. And if not, worry, we'll make sure you want to. Because, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right, Michael, what's our sign up for this episode? Uh, <laughs> stay classy, San Diego. It's nailed it. Later, everyone. <laughs>